I really appreciate you coming out here and, and speaking to the group. One guy walked up to me and goes, at first I hated that guy. Yeah, he talked to me, yeah. He's like, I thought you were a dick. Welcome to the Troy Kearns Podcast. We talk all things real estate, business, entrepreneurship. Today, we are in Kansas City at our mastermind. We just had Brian Casella bring down the house, start talking about everything that you need to do to have a badass mindset. Welcome. Appreciate it, Troy. Thanks for having me. I haven't been to Kansas City in like eight years, bro. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's a place I never thought I'd be living. So I thought I'd be living out in Miami with you. There we go, yeah. Who plans to be like, oh, I want to grow up and live in Kansas City. Yeah, right? I don't think many people other than the people that were born here. <laughs> so you just, you just brought the house down. A lot of people came up to you after you spoke, and they really identified with your message because you called basically everybody out on everything that they could ever come up with. Yeah. Tell us about your story like mm-hmm. in as short a period of time as you possibly can. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, there's really two pieces what I call to my life. We have, you know, me growing up and being a basketball player and then everything that happened after basketball, which is where we're at today with real estate and entrepreneurship and social media. Right. Right. Um, And all it really was, especially with what I spoke about today, was something that was in me when I was a kid that sparked through my childhood and my obsession with the sport of basketball just had to be translated into this new world. Yeah. And it requires 100% dedication, 100% commitment, 100% discipline, and all these things that, again, we know, hey, I gotta follow the schedule. I gotta, you know, you know, take a look out there for deals every day. I gotta make the phone calls. I gotta put out the marketing. Whatever it is that you do, yet we don't do it, right? Yeah. So really, it was just the analysis of, okay, if we dive deep into somebody, what stops them from doing that? And then unpacking all of that and talking about it, right? And I know we only had an hour today, but... yeah. That becomes the essence of it because it's about the study of the human being. And when you know how you're wired, what you respond to, what you don't, and you understand more about how we are as human beings, it becomes easier for you to hack that technology and then become more efficient with what you do because you know what you're made of, right? Yeah, where do you think you start? Um, Well, for me, it started just getting into the self-help world. And I think a lot of people get sucked into that and do nothing because they think motivation is self-help. That's not, no. right? Motivation is just temporary emotion and you can motivate yourself with your purpose and some of the things we talked about today, right? But really, it's more about the study of the intricacies of the human being. So let's say the mind, I wanna study the mind. Yeah. Why do we think the way we think, right? What, from a communication standpoint, what is attractive, what repels? You know what I'm saying? Our thought process. Right. How do we develop our thought process? Right. That's some of the stuff I talked about today, going back into like cultural conditioning, your upbringing, yes. the conscious mind, the subconscious mind. So studying some of that stuff and getting some basic books about that really is what opened the doors for me. And I think where most people get away from that, I just obsessed about it because I kind of saw the connection. I said, right. man, if you're a fantastic communicator and if you understand the human being, what can stop you from achieving something? Because everything we want to achieve requires other people. You want to sell a program, you need to sell the people. Yeah. You want to sell real estate, I need to find a client. You want to find a deal, well, the owner of the house, you have to connect with them, right? Yeah. And, and, and I just, I made those connections and I think it's obvious. I just think people kind of hold themselves back and they, they, they've been told that obsessing about something or going all in is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You can't be obsessed yeah. about that thing, right? Because then you're a weirdo, right? Live life. It's like, dude, but if I decide that I want to obsess about communication, what's wrong with that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's crazy that 
I mean, when I was listening to you talk up there, you saying that you were told to get in a line to do this, to do that. And, you know, I talk about it all the time, how you were trained. Everything that you learned in elementary school and middle school was basically to train you to be an employee. But it even goes beyond that from like listening to you is it actually builds insecurities in yourself that you're not expecting. And I think that. The one thing that I was like, okay, dude, it's, it, I'm done kidding myself. I'm going to journal. Like whether I, cause I think it was going to be like, get up at four o'clock in the morning and journal. And it just, you know, hey, yeah. okay, we got to get one wind yeah. done. But when you were like, hey, I just, you know, I keep it around me. I try to write things down. Yeah. And, um, you know, I heard something the other day that gratitude mm. is like the, uh, is the ultimate mm. thinking of the way you can change how you think. If you're yeah. feeling bad for yourself, you got to be grateful what you do have. Yeah. Because there's so many people that don't have legs, don't have like yeah, eyesight, yeah. don't have the ability to have a conversation. Yep. And we've got all these things, but we focus on what we don't have. Yep. So that was really motivational to me. Um, tell me about like journaling for you and how that helped develop your personality. Yeah. Well, really, um, how many people carry pen and paper with them nowadays? Unless they're a writer, right? Because I'm in the process of writing a couple of books right now too, yeah. which is another reason I always have those stacks of notebooks and journals with me. But I realize we we don't know how to empty our cup too as human beings. And right. when I started putting pen to paper, I realized not only are these exercises good and effective for showing more gratitude and directing my mind towards what I want, but it's letting me get my thoughts out onto paper and just ridding me of all this excess nonsense that I have within me. Because once I started doing that, I noticed that the that excessive chatter that we have in our mind started to go away. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, dude, because I think for a lot of people, that's like one of the biggest things is for their sure. mind. They say, well, I can't meditate because my mind is just too hyperactive. Right. Well, what are you doing to ease that? Right. Right? Are you socializing with people? Most people aren't. Yeah. They're consuming, right? Right. So they keep everything internalized. Are you expressing yourself? Most people aren't. Right. You know, and let's say you're a dancer. You express yourself through dance, right? Right. Are you journaling? Are you putting your thoughts to paper? These are all things that I believe as human beings we need to empty our cup. Yeah. And I kind of didn't learn that through a book. I learned it from actually journaling it and then realizing it because I started to see these shifts in me. I started not focusing on the negative and focusing on what's good. I started looking at progress versus what I'm doing wrong or what's lacking, right? right? I started making sure that uh, when I journaled, it created that momentum to stay disciplined and say, okay, item number one is journal, what's next? And it creates that momentum for you, right? Um, And additionally, I realized, man, first time I journaled, I said, Man, I can't even come up with a couple things to be grateful for. What the fuck is going on, right? Oh uh, yeah, because I would tell people like I did as an exercise: write a hundred things you love about yourself. And most people can't get past five or ten. <laughs> You're like, right? Yeah, but that's crazy. I said write a hundred things you don't like about yourself. They give me three hundred. Wow. Right? So you literally through this will shape and rewire your mind to start yeah. seeking what you're looking for. We find what we seek. Right? What right. you're looking for, you'll find. And for most of us, it's negative conversations, what's wrong, what's missing in the world. I brought up the news when I yeah. was talking, right? Yeah. Like the news is all negative and always. Maybe once out of a hundred, a little funny story about a yeah. squirrel that ran up a tree, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it really, like, I just started having all these realizations, man, around just, and I just started it because I said, oh, if this is what the successful people are doing, I'll do it. Right. I wasn't looking at the science behind it, right? No. Um, but these are some of the realizations I had. I said, man, like life is good now. Now somebody can give me their problems. And I immediately through that story say, well, you have this, 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 that's good. And I heard that in the story. Do you see it? 
Yeah. And they don't yeah. because my perspective has shifted and I can look and see what they are blind to temporarily until they start doing this stuff. So you're writing down in this journal and are you just like writing what I'm grateful for? Are you writing like things that I appreciate? Are you just writing down your thoughts? What happened in the day? What kind of did you have like a recipe or a process for it? Yeah. Well, now it's a little bit of everything, right? Like if I have a moment of inspiration, I'll sit there and write more for my book for 30 minutes or an hour. But originally it just started as simple exercises. Five things you're grateful for before you go to bed, meaning the last thing you do is journal in that thing, close it and go to sleep. And in the morning, okay, what are the top priority things that I want to accomplish for the day? Write those top, it was three to five, right? And I always stuck to three because I thought that was a good number. That's it, that's how it started. And at first you're kind of like, what the hell am I doing? This is silly, right? Yeah. But then after a week, you start to feel the shift. Because what people fail to realize with this stuff too is, let's say I give you that exercise. Yeah. However old that person is when they start, they've never done it for X amount of years. Yeah. You're not gonna suddenly become fucking, I don't know, Picasso the artist no. or some revolutionary character yeah. through three days of journaling. Yeah. That process is gonna take time. So I tell people, you gotta stick with it for at least 30, 60, 90 days to really start to see these shifts. Because again, the first time you're probably even questioning it, you're not really into it. And then after a couple of weeks, it becomes a normal part of your pattern, habitual lifestyle. And now it's like, oh, now when you write those grateful things, you start feeling it. You're, you're really in tune with it. When you say feeling it and shifting, what was going through your mind? Like what you were processing negative thoughts less? Yeah. Well, is that what you're talking about? Part of it, yeah. But the other part was I now identified with what I was writing down. Before it was just words. Now that word would recall the experience of the day or something that I was grateful for and I would feel that feeling of gratitude. Like if people don't understand that, because I didn't before, when you genuinely feel grateful, you have that vibration in your body, it's like a euphoric feeling. Like when I think of being grateful, I get like, I get this like intense feeling in my body of just like euphoria. Like More. goosebumps? Yeah, not even that, just like, it's tough to explain to people, you just feel fucking good. Because like back in the day when we used to like drink or smoke, it was to escape and have that feeling of feeling comfortable or good or safe, right? Mm -hmm. I say it's that times a million minus the poisoning that you get when you drink and smoke and all that, right? Yeah. And for a lot of people, they can't connect with that feeling yet, but eventually you do. And right. after about two or three months of journaling and saying this thing that I wrote down, recalling that experience or actually embodying it and living it and experiencing it through my mind, I started to get that feeling. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is gratitude. Like even right now thinking about it, I'm getting that feeling and oh man, I feel great. Yeah. Like I feel amazing. Yeah. And until you, you kind of turn that chapter and you have that true intense kind of emotion or you can just recall it like this, it's tough for people to make that connection. And I think that organically comes out through you doing those things and writing down what's grateful. When at first it was just the words and I'm just going through the motions versus now I'm really like writing it down and like, oh yeah, I was really grateful for that. That yeah. was an amazing experience. Yeah, Brian, I think that that's, I mean, I think that you speaking today, kind of pushing me over the edge. Like you can call me on my bullshit in about three months if I'm not doing it, so. It, it was a, it was very impactful. I knew that you would have that impact. When we first talked, I was like, this guy's impactful. So I, I really appreciate you coming out here and, and speaking to the group. Cause I know a lot of people really, one guy walked up to me and goes, at first I hated that guy. Yeah, he talked to me, yeah. He's like, I thought you were a dick. Yeah. But after like three minutes, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And yeah. that's typically what it is because 
what I bring, like what we brought when we were talking off off camera a little bit about like just reality, yeah. bluntness, honesty, transparency, that has been so put into the shadow now right. that when people get hit with it, it's almost too much for them. Yeah. So, and I get that a lot. We call it straight shooting. Yeah. And most people just don't want it. Like there's yes, so many, it's, it's like amazing because the, the human language or the English language, we're like all, you know, read the same thing, hear the same thing, but somebody can talk a completely different way yeah. around it. And yeah. like, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about because yeah. yeah. they're talking in circle arguments. So. You mentioned that you're a health nut too. I was just saying, oh, yeah. I, I looked at your water bottle and you're like, yeah, I don't drink out of plastic. Now I did, uh, <laughs> the minute you said that, I thought like plastic's made out of like diesel fuel or fuel, right? So tell me about like how your, your health and all that stuff works together. It's hand in hand, bro. Uh, you've heard the saying, they would tell us this, you are what you eat. Yeah. Well, that's because it literally can affect your DNA and it assimilates into your body. Right. Right. So what you're putting into your body becomes you. It becomes your body. Right. So once I started learning more about that, that's what led me to the last like 10 years really revolutionizing my diet and lifestyle. Like I've been plant-based for nine, 10 years now, even before it became a fad. Like I haven't had meat. I don't, um, I don't use traditional stuff like colognes and deodorants because they have like aluminum in them and metals. And people don't know the detriments of having even heavy metal in your bloodstream. Yeah. Right? It could affect your hormones. It can cause severe sickness, headaches, fatigue. Right? Um, and I said originally it was how can I maximize my performance? There's a the mental aspect, of yeah. course, which is king. Right. But my vessel needs to be clean. I want my vessel to be as clean as possible so I can experience gratitude at another level. My mind can be clear. Right? Yeah. All this excessive chatter that's in my mind starts to go away. So let me give you some examples. Sure. If we have a traditional drink like a soda, it has like red 40, yellow 5, and all that. Well, if you do your research on that, it's all out there. Those things are linked to ADD, right? And people having like chronic issues, um, even developing uh, certain types of diseases. And it's all stemmed with things that take you away from peak performance. Yeah. Right? So I said, man, even if I love that drink, I can't have it anymore because I'm literally lessening my potential as a human being, right? And once you start to take away that stuff, you don't crave it. I don't crave having a steak or having a burger and fries, eating greasy food. Oh, I need sugar or salt or all this stuff that I used to like alcohol. Like, oh, I want to drink and just relax and have a good time. So you don't drink at all? No. Like, I'll, I'll say this. If you hit me up and you're like, dude, I just closed a $10 million deal, let's go out and have a drink, I'll have a fucking beer with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just not a normal thing. So yeah. that'll happen once or twice a year while I have like one drink. Oh wow. But do I go out and drink regularly? Do I have alcohol at my house? No. Yeah. But if hey, it's a celebration, bro, I'll hit the cup with you. I won't be a party pooper. Let's do it. Yeah. But I'm going to have my beer, be drunk, and then have like six glasses of water to, to yeah. recover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I got a question about the meat thing. Yeah. So know a lot of people, my, my, my yeah. family was vegetarian, a lot of yeah. them in my family. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know a lot of the reasons that people don't eat meat, especially store-bought meat, yeah. is because it's terrible for you. Yeah. But what do you think about um, like hunting and yeah. stuff that's like actually, you know, I follow a lot of guys like Cam Haynes and a yeah. couple of these guys who are big uh, archery yeah. shooters yeah. and stuff. And, and one of the things that they talk about is that the, the best thing to eat for your system is a wild animal. Yeah, yeah. So have you looked into that or is that something? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've had a lot of these discussions and I ask those people, the majority of animals that you're eating, those wild animals, what do they eat? And the, for the most of them, they don't eat other meat. They eat plants. 
So I say, you're getting the nutrients from the plants and then you're going to the animal. Why not go straight to the source? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the reality for most of the meat that we eat. Now, am I against eating meat? Not necessarily, because mm. if I was in a survival situation and I got to kill the deer to eat and survive, well, so be it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm just looking to optimize my performance. Um, so if I could, if even I think back to like our ancestral times, like you could eat meat for sure. And mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'm not against it. It's just even they would eat meat when they could get it, when they could get 10 villagers together to go hunt down the fucking buffalo and kill yeah, it. Yeah. They weren't having 10 pounds of meat every day like we eat now. Yeah. It was a seasonal thing. It was ritualistic. They would sacrifice it and then say, oh, we're so grateful for the meat. They would hand prepare it, preserve it, cook it, right? It was different than it is now versus, yeah. like you said, going to the store and just buying something off the shelf. Um, so I'm not like out here protesting. No, I, I just think you can optimize your nutrition better than just having meat. And I think meat for a lot of people is an easier way to get it because, hey, yeah, I can just kill it and eat the meat and there's less other stuff that I have to eat. But at the end of the day, I tell people my thought process and evaluation is what are the pros and cons? Right. Right. If I can get more pros and less cons, I'm going to go with that option. Yeah. And me having a more overall well-balanced diet with all the fruits and vegetables and things that I eat is just better for me. Right. Um, could you eat meat? Sure. It's not going to kill you. But I know, like as an example, I've lost people in my family to stomach cancer because they eat a lot of meat. Okay. And I know that meat is a big proponent to them having stomach cancer. Yeah. Right? Find me somebody who's gotten stomach cancer from eating fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Especially natural ones. Right. Yeah. But I understand that argument and it's true because wild caught meat like bison and buffalo is going to be better for you and you probably could eat it. Yeah. Um, but it's just for me, it's peak performance. And if maybe... I eat the meat, but it gives me too many cons. I'm not going to go with it. I'd rather go the natural route and maybe have to go a little bit further to make sure I get everything to completely get all the nutrition that I need. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like what's in your refrigerator? Um, I like to buy for the day most of the time, right? So like I'll go to farmer's markets on the weekend and only stock up on a couple days worth of vegetables because they'll go bad. Yeah. You know, a lot of fruits and vegetables, bro. Um, You know, nuts, things like that. Um, I do coconut water. I have a lot of the spring water that you saw. Yeah. I have a very simple diet. I got a lot of herbs and you know stuff like that. I do sea moss. I've been doing sea moss for years because it has yeah. 92. What? Yeah, I've of, heard about sea moss. It has the... 92 out of 102 essential minerals that the body needs Okay. in sea moss. So typically what people do now is they'll get it, they'll wash it off, they'll put warm water and some sea moss in a blender and blend it up so it's a gel consistency. Mm-hmm. And you can just scoop that and put it in your smoothies or you can just eat it. Oh but the issue now is all these bullshitters have come out and now they make pool grown sea moss or fake sea moss and they sell it to people when it's not really sea moss it looks like fucking ramen noodles yeah because it's fake yeah but same thing right meat gets processed i mean they put all the pesticides on the vegetables and the fruits too so that's why i do my best to go to farmers markets but even i can't find most of the time perfect stuff so the ultimate solution for me is this next property i'm going to buy I'm going to get minimum half an acre and I'm going to start growing my own food. I was just, I, I was just yeah. going there, man. I was thinking in my head, I yeah. was like, what does your yard look like? Yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a acre, you know, half an acre minimum, but an acre probably. And I'm yeah. going to build my little calisthenics workout compound and gym there. And then the other probably quarter acre is just going to be dedicated to my fruit. And my goal is within a couple of years to be nearly, if not a hundred percent growing my own food and sustaining my own self through the foods that I grow. So are you going solar panels too? Uh, I don't know. I haven't ent- entertained that or thought about it, but potentially, yeah. So n- it's going to be, it has to be outside Miami. It can't be in Miami-Dade County because I don't think you can get an acre of land there. I you, can. I can. Really? In the neighborhood that I live, uh, like Biscayne Gardens and some of that, the, the outskirts of like northern Miami, there's still a lot of 
older lots that are big, half an acre, an acre. Okay. And the houses on them, again, I don't want that mega mansion, but yeah. a lot of people, what they're doing now is they're knocking down the old houses and building something bigger because it looks better, yeah. right? But I don't even care. I'm, I'm cool in like a 2,000 square foot house or less. I yeah. just want my land because I'll spend more time out there working out and growing my food. And I like the fact that I can grow my own food, nurture it, get it myself. And then what I'm putting in my body, I create it. Yeah. That, that for me is cool too. You know where you came from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I would really relish in that process personally. You know? And so this, this journey of you becoming self-sufficient, uh, you know, journaling, uh, I guess introspective would be probably the best word for it. Yeah. Like, how did it kind of evolve? How did it happen? Yeah. Well, it really happened a lot through just me wanting to reach my potential as a human being, right? It first started with, okay, I want to make money and get into real estate and study sales. Then I started studying communication. Then I started studying the mind. Then I got really intrigued with that. And it just took me into this whole kind of different realm where it's like, okay, how can I maximize me and my performance, right? How can I master diet and lifestyle? How can I master communication? How can I master my imagination? How can I master my mind? And I just obsessed about that stuff, man. And then when you open one book, it tells you to read another book and then you meet a mentor, then they tell you, go to this mentor. And it just, it keeps exploding. And I've always been the one to jump first, right? We're doing an event, I'm the first one to sign up, right? Where you tell me to read a book, by the time you finish saying it, I've already typed it into my phone and I bought it, right? Just being a sponge and always learning and growing. And I think that's the biggest issue that people have today is They'll watch a couple YouTube videos, listen to a podcast, and to them, that's learning. That's not learning, bro. Yeah. That's taking free shit and what you can get. Yeah. Really learning is, Troy, I want to be the best at investing. How do I sign up for your program? Right. Not, oh, how much is it? Oh, okay, screw that. No, it's like, okay, I want to learn from Troy. Yeah. What is it going to take? Yeah, right. 10 grand? Okay, there's your 10 grand. Teach me. Yeah. Like, you need to be like that. Yeah. And you can say, oh, I don't have the money. Great. Then you're like, fuck it. The next month, I'm going to come up with this money. Yeah. Mark my words. And 30 days from now, I'll call you. Because that's how I got my first car. Yeah. I started making money. I went to the Audi dealership. I was like, let me see that car. If that's manual, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I went, it was this new model, probably the worst decision I made because I should have waited, right? <laughs> yeah, that's but I said, right. okay, I will be back, it's Friday, I will be back next Friday, let's run the numbers, what do I need? I will be back with that check and I'm gonna buy the car. Yeah. And when I came back, they thought I was bullshitting and I said, here's your money, give me the keys, let's Yeah, go. because there's not a lot of people like you that actually yeah. say what they do and do yeah. what they say. But if you're committed, you'll do that. Absolutely. Right? If you're committed, you'll do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So who are those mentors for you who are those people that you are trying yeah. to get your inspiration from is it like the david goggins of the world like the heart are you yeah, familiar I, can, with I can give you some some shout outs yeah. I, i'm aware of him i don't really follow david yeah. goggins but let, let me name some people that were instrumental so mike ferry learned a lot from him in real yes. estate kevin ward at a time I, I was a part of his stuff he's a real estate coach as well um and i'll give shout outs to other people too anthony robbins fantastic yeah Went to, amazing you know, paid a lot of money to be like first five or six rows at some of his events, like yeah. I the power within fantastic. Been there. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. I was there with like all the celebrities. And what I noticed is some of the celebrities showed up and then within 30 minutes they leave and they never show up again just to say, Oh, I went to Anthony Robbins events. Oh, Won't cool. name names, but I saw a few like that. I was like, come on, bro. Like you really just came here for like a PR stunt. Give me a fucking break. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I, I looked at study of social dynamics, like mystery. The mystery method is a great book if you've never read it. I have not. On social dynamics, on uh, you know, men and women interrelationships, interactions, communication, the yeah. dating world, what yeah. works, what doesn't, blew my top off because 
it, it goes so deep into teaching us how we were wired thousands of years ago to mate in the way that we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, mystery, right? Uh, Eric von Markovic, Arash Dibazar, which is a great mentor of mine and friend who just focuses Arash on... Dibazar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll send you his, um, his, um, his link so you can see. Again, just like me, a lot of people look at him like, whoa, this guy's tattooed, he's crazy, but extremely intelligent, has been extremely instrumental in my growth and my development as a man and in my mindset. Right. And those are some of the, the top people that I've studied, learned from, paid my money to. And man, they opened doors to other stuff that just blew my mind. But those are some, I could name, you know, coaches from back in the day, but, yeah. you know, all these people, I've studied closely with them. I've done masterminds with them, one-on-ones, paid them a lot of money got all the books they recommended. I mean, if you go to my house, I probably have a couple hundred books. Yeah, and you read them, you don't audible them. Yeah, yeah, I've read most of them, and some of them two, three, four times, yeah. Yeah, have you heard of Robert Greene? Robert Greene, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. his 48 Laws of Power, 30, power 33 yeah. Laws of Artist Seduction, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Artist Seduction. The Laws of Human Nature, yeah, I've read all That's, of them. Yeah, yeah. those are my Those are in my library, yeah. Oh, yeah, those are my favorites. I figured if you were into that, other thing Absolutely. that would, yeah, like it's never outshine the master, you know, like yes, law number 10, you know, oh, yeah. absolutely, that just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. and and when you read those books, especially Robert Greene's, you become so aware, like, of the people in your life, yeah, that you're like, they're trying to fuck me. And let me make this point, Troy, because this is key, right? Yeah, people will look at that stuff, like, let's say we're studying human nature. Yeah. What I've been able to extract from that and learn that's helped me live better, and this is a point I want everybody to get, okay? Yeah, yeah. When you start learning about human nature, right? When we try to impose as human beings now our law of this is right and, and wrong, that's incorrect. Yeah. Human nature or some of these things are as they are. Yeah. It, it, we can say it sucks or it's not fair, but that's the human element trying to interrupt nature. Just like we can say, well, man, why does a lion have to tackle the gazelle, man? That's sad. Oh, that little fawn was killed. That's nature. We can't yeah. say that's right or wrong. That's what is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when they study this stuff or read these, these books, they try to filter it like that. Well, I don't like that. So no, mm -hmm. it's not true to outshine the master. Screw that. Yeah. Or any other law or any other piece in a book, but you can't view it that way. So when we talk about higher intelligence, when we talk about development, being more introspective, that's a shift that you would have to make to be more enlightened is to look at that. And regardless of how you feel about it, to understand this is just a dynamic. Yeah. I need to understand it and then play the game accordingly. Yeah. Because all this was here before we came into existence. Yeah. We have been, not been around that long and we've there's been jealousy, envy, insecurities. Yeah. And all now that. modern world, they're trying to change it and we're seeing what's happening in the culture where all this nonsense is coming out and a lot of people are opposing it. Like I've been very vocal about it. It's gotten me shunned online and basically deplatformed, but a lot of people agree with me. The vast majority of people yeah. agree with me, right? It's, yeah. I, but I, that, that, that's directly tied to the element I just spoke about, I believe, because we're trying to change something. It just is. Yeah. It just is. Yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, I catch myself censoring myself all the time just to be careful. And, I, and I'm not the one who goes yeah. crazy with it, you know, because yeah, yeah. I believe that, you know, but you, you, you do have to be careful just because for me, you know, it's a business, right? Yeah, you don't want yeah. to lose your business by saying one of your personal beliefs because yeah. you don't have that power. But if they can take off the president of the United States off a platform, they can take yeah. off anybody. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me. And especially like even, even speaking to that, to see before, I, I guess I grew up very naive, you know, growing up and you say, oh man, you know, there's judges are judges and they're going to make the right decision you know people are good yeah. and you're and then you yeah. get in a situation like it's actually funny one of the 
one of the times that I got screwed was in Miami Beach. And, oh, really? I, and I got, yeah, I parked at uh, the Citibank parking lot over there by, uh, I think on Washington Street cool. or close to that. And, uh, you know, said Citibank customer parking only. I got towed by, uh, you know, Miami Beach, South Beach towing. Yeah. Right. And I was like, and, you know, you do the research, you find out that the uh, mayor of uh, the former mayor of Miami is their lawyer, you know, and all these things. And you're just like, oh, man, the system is yeah. corrupt and the system's rigged. And it's yeah. just it's just crazy to see all of those things happen. And then to see, like you said, the shift of people pushing those narratives, the news pushing the same narratives. Yeah. And so for you, as somebody who's trying to just, it sounds like you're just trying to develop the best you, like the yeah. absolute best version of you. Yeah. Um, now, we talked a little bit earlier, but you seem like you'd be such a damn good dad, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so you mentioned that you're like, ah, I'm not at the stage where I want kids. Yeah. Why is that? I'm just curious from a, from yeah. somebody who's got yeah. so much to give yeah, yeah. and so much to share. And you obviously had a great relationship with your father. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I love my dad. And you know, when I was a kid, I didn't see my dad much because when we immigrated to America, he, uh, he worked a lot. Like he ended up being a truck driver, even though he was somewhat of tried entrepreneurship in South America and had some success with it. But when we came, we needed money, you know, we needed a roof over our head. So he just decided because he met somebody who had immigrated a couple months before him to be a truck driver. Right. Yeah. So he's doing these trips from like LA to Georgia and back. And he'd come back at night at like 10 at night and then leave the next day in the morning. And he did that like all the time. Um, and I wouldn't really see him too much, but he always did give me a lot of good advice and he was harsh on me, like very disciplinarian, Yeah. but, but it helped. So in regards to the kids thing now, I know if I did have a kid, of course, I'm gonna give him the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I appreciate that you said that. Yeah. But to me, just like, um, when one of your associates asked me like, why Miami? Right. I just said, man, there was just this feeling in this thing. Like this is home. Yeah. I just don't have that yet with kids. I get along with kids. I know how to communicate with them. They love me. We have fun. Yeah. But, uh, people love when I come around their kids. Cause like, yeah, have the same energy, you know yeah, what I mean? Big kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am a big kid. I'm yeah. just overgrown. Yeah. Uh, but like, like I tell people like when I get home and like I have my cats, I get a warm feeling. But when I think about having a kid, I'm not like, okay, I really want to do it. Like it's not in my heart yet. Mm -hmm. And I told people when it's in my heart and I'm like, I want to have a kid. I will. Yeah, I don't but think it, it was in my heart ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when I, <laughs> funny thing is, yeah. we're talking about this. Uh, my wife was like, What do you think about marriage? I was like, Hell no. This is when we were dating. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm never getting married. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Well, what do you think about having kids? I was like, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. It's like, I wasn't. Yeah. And then as you have kids, it, it is a big responsibility. But oh, there, there is something that changes in you, yeah. which I saw for myself because I was way harder before, just yeah. way more unforgiving unempathetic uh, you know unapologetic just like boom and then when you have kids you're like it just softens you oh of course yeah yeah, yeah. so it's just i was just interested to as to your reason why and that makes sense like you follow your gut instincts and your gut is telling yeah. you because i think about it you know like i bring that up in my mind too and it's just like i'm not like the moment i'm drawn towards it then yeah for sure i'll, I'll start pursuing that but for now it's like i would feel like i'd be forcing the issue or some outside influence would be like making me do it and I've always yeah, been by no means am I trying to say yeah, yeah. kids. And, and I've always and I've always told people, you know, like like I even said to your to your, your crowd here, it's like you got to be the ultimate authority. You know what I mean? And yeah, if you get in a relationship, that's cool. But even then, that's an open line of communication with your partner. You know what I mean? And, and right. you have to make sure you're on the same page. 
can't force the issue, you know? Yeah. Because then I look at most relationships, you look at the divorce rates and people aren't happy. But, you know, the eight years we were together with my ex, we had a great relationship. We didn't really fight, got along, right? We had a great dynamic. You know, you know when you fight? When you have kids. Yeah. That's, 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 of course. Like of me, course. And my, me and my wife, we were together for five years. We didn't, yeah. we never fought. Yeah. When we have kids. Yeah. And we don't fight often, but it's usually a disagreement about parenting styles. Like, I'm too hard. Right. You're too soft. Yeah, and I'm the type that I would be okay going through that for the betterment of the child, personally, yeah. right? Because yeah. if I have to deal with something that I don't like, but it's for the betterment of the child, I'll do it. Because to me, when we talk purpose, too, I know a lot shifts and your purpose changes when you have a child, for sure. Because now you want to give them the world. You want to teach them everything you were never taught. Give them the things that you never had and build them into a better version of you so that they live a great life. Absolutely. Um, So to me, at that point, I can understand why somebody would sacrifice so much for a child. Because I can relate to that. Like, that makes sense. Well, yeah. Your dad seemed like... It seems like your dad did a pretty damn good job. I mean, you, you don't get that... You don't get the... You don't grow up being hyper competitive like anybody yeah. like you look at Andre Agassi his dad had built him I don't know if you've read that book but he literally built no, a machine that shot tennis balls at him oh you know? cool, cool cool yeah, yeah like yeah. at a young age you look at uh, if you saw I know you've seen probably the movie King Richard with the, the yeah, uh, yeah. you know she, they're just, he's like you you I'm sure that basketball or that gene or that soccer whatever that competitive nature it probably comes from your father yeah, absolutely yeah and so I'm sure he's super proud of you and that yeah. probably like from my dad told me the other day he's like Man, everything that I dreamed you would have done, like you've exceeded my expectation. That was a huge, obviously, compliment to me, but I'm sure your dad feels... Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Because I even ask them, I, I, and ask them regularly, did you ever think I'd be in this? They're like, hell no, we didn't think you would be this successful and you know, doing your thing. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool. Because then finally, I tell people, if you want to shut people up or get people off your back, be successful. When you're mega successful, everybody zips it. Because now, even from society's standpoint, even if your success is different, right? When your parents know you're good, they'll leave you alone. Because that's really the concern, right? Yes. We think that they don't want us to succeed in all this, that's but it's really, they just want to make sure you're safe and you're good because you're a little boy. but to make sure you're okay. Oh, yeah. And the moment you've demonstrated to them, I'm good, yeah. then they'll back off. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So um, kind of some last words. Is what things would you tell people who are out there? Maybe they're struggling with mental health. Maybe they're struggling yeah. with just finding their way, and they're they're looking to just some some key steps to make the next move. Maybe they're trying to become financially successful, or maybe they're yeah. just trying to get out of a a, a a mental funk. Yeah, that's a great question, Troy. And when I think about that, I go back to like when I transitioned from my career in basketball to entrepreneurship and real estate because that was a tough time for me temporarily because I kind of fell into that pit yeah right? I'm like man my basketball dreams are gone you know I'm 24 25 like, yeah this is bullshit right you get into that whole mental health thing like you said or just like depression whatever you want to call it yeah a um, couple key things I can give them so the first one is this is when we're in those moments right we're, we're typically only focused on the moment and what's bad so you have to look ahead and I know that's difficult to do in those times. So for me, I'll walk people through that process. I said, okay, I know I'm not gonna get a regular job because I always swore that I would never get a regular job based on my previous experiences with them, right? Just absolute shit shows, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I need to figure out what I wanna do. Now, what do people typically do when they look at an opportunity? They look at their weaknesses or what they lack. Yeah. I did the opposite. I started saying, okay, when I look at an opportunity, let me look at what I do bring to the table. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Failed basketball career. Right. But very disciplined. I show up first. I leave last. I'm a fucking student. I'll sit in the front. Right. And when I looked at real estate, I was like, this is it. 
right? Don't know anything about it, never done sales, don't even own a suit, but right here, I line up with this thing, I learn it, I'll go through the little process of sucking and all that like most people do. Yeah. I'll kill it with this. The second piece to that is you have to go out there and live life. Yeah. Everyone's stuck behind their phones and at home on the couch. Oh yeah. So when I was going through this phase finding real estate, I started contacting friends and people that I know and reaching out to people who were doing entrepreneurial things. And I said, hey, I'm looking at kind of trying to figure out what I want to do. Let me work with you for two or three days. You don't got to pay me. I just want to see if this is something I'd like. And I did that with like three or four friends, a couple other people until I landed on real estate, like the seventh or eighth thing. Right. But that's where life is. Yeah. Right? If you're doing that, you don't have time to be fucking depressed and do all this stuff because no. you're not sitting there wallowing in your own misery. Yeah. You're out there locking horns with life. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the key takeaway that I got was the once I started doing that and taking that step and getting out there, all the depression and all that shit wiped away because now I'm focused and I'm actively building my future I'm versus right. sitting there in the moment complaining about stuff and dwelling on the past. Yeah. Right. Those were some of the key things that I did to really help me with that because aside from that, I would just say people need to have a basic discipline in their life of start with an hour. I'm going to do an hour with me every day. Yeah. Walk for 30 minutes with no phone and yeah. fresh air for 30 yeah. minutes and I'm going to read a book about a subject that I'm interested in to help me get past this or learn something. Yeah. Right? And you start building on it now like every day for me that's two, three, four, five hours, right? Working out, reading, and like, I relish in that. And if I sit there and do nothing like I used to, I'm like, I can't do this shit. Like, <laughs> I gotta do something, right? Just like me traveling and speaking. I love this. Yeah. This is great. Versus, well, you know, I'd be at my house and doing my regular stuff. I'd rather do this, Yeah. Right? So, that, but that's built brick by brick, like you've heard the saying, right? Yeah. Brick by brick. And when people analyze their day, especially for the people who are in a rut, you realize you do nothing. You sit there for hours, with this daydream yeah. about it being negative and bad and it's not gonna get better. Well, if that's the bulk of your time, that's gonna be your reality. Yeah, yeah, you garbage know? in, garbage out, man, yeah, for there sure, we go. for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming and uh, presenting. I appreciate your, like, just hospitality in terms of, like, just being available, just uh, pouring onto our audience all of your wisdom people were fired up you know yeah. you, you could see some people i'm sorry, glad you let me go first because i knew it was going to be that little like jolt, yeah no you know? we picked that yeah, on yeah, purpose yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i was like they're like who's strong i'm like yeah put yeah. him here yeah, and so that was 100 percent planned yeah no, thanks um, for having me man yeah no problem um definitely if uh how do people follow your journey yeah, Brian Casella. You can find me on YouTube. Brian Casella 2.0 is a new channel, right? But Brian Casella on Instagram. If you type in my name, you'll, you'll find me. Okay, perfect. Guys, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. Make sure you share this video with a friend. And we'll see Brian in person in Miami soon. All right, peace. So I wanted to interrupt you in this podcast and just take a quick moment to tell you two things. Number one, we do this for free for you. I haven't made a nickel on social media at all. I'm doing this to provide you enough value. So all I'm asking for you to do is share it and give us a five-star review. It'll totally help us out and I really appreciate it. The other thing, if you want more free resources like our free Facebook group, it's Millionaire Mentorship Real Estate Investing on Facebook. All you gotta do is join it. It's free, it doesn't cost anything and there's lots of resources there and we'll definitely give you those for free, no charge. Here's the other thing, if you're serious about investing in real estate and you're ready to take action, I have a program, no matter where you're at in your real estate journey, I can help you out. I don't care if you've got five houses, 10 houses, no houses, 100 houses, I've got something that I can share with you that's going to make you a lot of money. 
And if you wanna become financially free and you're brand new to real estate investing, this is the absolute thing you wanna do. And here's the thing, what I've learned from most of my students right now is that it's not just an investing program, it's a mindset program. We're going to change the way you think about money. If you wanna start investing, make sure you schedule a call with me and my team and let's get the ball rolling. Guess what else? If you are like, man, I don't got the time and I make tons of money, I just enjoy listening to what you're gonna say, that's cool too. We actually have set up a fund where you can invest with us, but you gotta be an accredited investor. If you wanna find out what that looks like, all you gotta do is click the link in my bio, fill out the form, it takes you about two seconds, and then we'll let you know about the deals that we're doing. We're doing big deals in Kansas City. And this year, I think we'll do two huge deals in Kansas City. I'm looking at a few right now and I want you to be a part of it. And if you've got more money than time, then that's what you should do. If you've got more time than money, then schedule a call with me and my team and we'll get you into our coaching program so that you can have more money than time.